welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered with your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your Heart-Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. And I hope every week that you come and you join us, that you feel my passion, that that word sales that comes across as icky, sleazy, and pushy, it's a no-no. I'm gonna, I am on a mission and I'm creating a movement that we're going to change that word of icky, sleazy, pushy to love, care, and respect. So sales comes through as really this dynamic, wonderful conversations we should be having with our clients. Now, to help you on that mindset journey and understand sometimes why you might feel uncomfortable, go to my website. Of course, I have a free gift for you. It's WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA for communication style assessment. It tells you your superpowers when you communicate, and it gives you an idea of those blind spots. We really need to be and manage our blind spots because that's sometimes where our communication with clients derail. So again, WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. It's waiting there for you. Now, my motivational quote today, just to get us in the mindset of the conversation with my guest and I, is by Bill Belichick, and he says, on a team, it's not the strength of the individual players, but it is the strength of the unit, and they all function together. Now, for any business to thrive, what do you think is the biggest asset needed within the organization, kind of gave you a hint in my quote, and would you, as a leader, really be able to accomplish everything that's needed to keep your organization thriving, whether you're there or not? So are you curious as to what, it's actually two words, and the two words are your team. Now, the next huge question I want you to ask yourself as we have our discussion today is, do you know how to build a high-performing team that thrives whether you're present or not? Now, of course, I have a guest um, who is going to answer all these questions. She's brilliant. Uh, my good friend, Chris Ward. Now, Chris is the leading authority in building your business by building your team. Chris is the founder of the Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy. She helps entrepreneurs create their W-I-N team, which is what is next team using her signature super toolkits so you can get your idea to implementation and make your uh, ambitions come alive. Now, after the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to her work as a marketing strategist. She was really thankful to see that her business had not only survived her absence, but was actually thriving. Now, Chris has completely changed the landscape of entrepreneurship by sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. Chris has been interviewed by one of the original uh, sharks from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire, James Malinchak. I think I said that right. You can hear Chris on her own podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day. I was interviewed there, where she has engaging conversations with dynamic guests covering just a variety of business and inspirational tools to help you learn how to run your business. So please, please help me welcome my amazing, wonderful friends and guests, Chris, to the show. So Chris, thanks for being on. Oh, Connie, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Chris is get it done. Let's move forward. Let's be efficient. Um, and I love meeting people like this. So first question, when should you start building a team? 
That's a great question, Connie. And we get that probably the most often, you know, when we start working with our group coaching clients and they find me and they, they, that's the first question they ask us. And I would tell you really there's two answers. One is day one. And two is the day you want to start, you know, uh, controlling and enhancing and growing your revenue because you are the bottleneck if you don't have a team and a team is not expensive. It's easy to leverage, but it is really allows you to stay in your lane of your superpower. And it's also so much more than just having a VA where you take your work and then you dump it on the VA's desk and you think, okay, great. I've got some more space on my desk. It's really about building an infrastructure that compresses anything that you do that's redundant or that web of admin so that you're more and more and more in the creation mode because that's really what being an entrepreneur is about. It's about getting ideas to execution, ideas to execution. That's it. That's all that happens with anyone that you look out there on the internet, admire, got some professional jealousy. It's because they're getting ideas to execution. So really, it's like yesterday. Yeah, right. As soon as possible. And yeah. and I think sometimes as a business owner, we have to get out of our own way um, mm-hmm. and give up a little bit of control, which is hard because that's why we're the business owner, right? That that element of control. What's the biggest mistake that you find most make when building their team? Well, you just said a couple of things I want to unpack because it's a really simple but profound thing you just said. As a business owner, we all walk around saying we're business owners, but are you really a business owner or are you what I call a sufferpreneur? You're suffering by yourself. So is it a business? Can you take a break from it? Can you take a vacation? Can, you know, does it operate without you? If you slipped on ice tomorrow and broke your arm, are you going to be totally fine? Or are you self-employed sufferpreneur? So that word business owner, you really don't have a business until you have a team where you can create consistent work that allows you to leverage your impact and really get to your next idea and just keep going. So that, that little thing, I think we overuse that word and we want to sound all grown up and we're business owners, but are we really is the first question I would want to ask. Yeah. And sorry, as I segued there, what was your question that I didn't pay attention to? Before we get to my question, I want to, I want to go a little bit further. So Here's here's what I hear when when I do my coaching or I meet clients, right? Yeah. And they say, well, we can't, we, you know, I can't afford that. I, right. I, I can't afford to right. hire someone to do X, Y, Z that I might not necessarily be good at. That is great. We get that question a lot. Um, you know, probably with our emails, the most at www.winthehourwinthedaycom that's the number one email we get. Hmm. And what I would say to you is we live in a magical time. We really, truly do. The world is a very, you know, kind place really when it comes to businesses, because what happens is even like 10 years ago, eight years ago, if you needed somebody, let's say you said, okay, you know what? Um, I'm a, whatever, I'm a brand strategist and I need to start having more and more impact online. So I've got to do some videos for social media. And then you look around you go, okay, I, I can't do that. I just can't. It's not my area of expertise. I'll hire someone. So then you were limited by geography and somebody that was nearby you. And then you had to have a desk and a computer and a software, you know, that they needed to edit the, the videos. And then you might only need them like, Ooh, some weeks for four hours and the next week for two. And maybe some weeks you don't need them at all. And, but then you're like, they're not going to come to do that. If after all the overhead and all that stuff, they need a part-time job at least. So now you start giving them more work that isn't in their zone of expertise, their zone of genius. So now we're diluting their talent and that can be frustrating because that's not what they wanted to do. And then also they're not as good at it. 
And so the spiral continues. But now we have this beautiful world of outsourcing where you can get, you know, really amazing talent, very economical. And, you know, then we start getting into different global, you know, um, uh, global infrastructures or, or, or global minimum wage. What's, what's the economy in that part of the world? But what happens is sometimes then we start going down that road of, you know, moral debate. But sometimes what happens is allowing you to hire somebody that on the planet you found is the best resource, not somebody that lived five minutes away, then allows you to move forward, make more money in the company. And so then you can hire somebody in-house or you can do the next thing you want. So really with outsourcing, I mean, we, we help, we hire and onboard and train outsources for our, our group coaching clients and stuff like that. The, really, if you can afford a cup of coffee, then you truly can afford it, you know, to hire somebody. And I would say to you, if you can't afford to hire somebody, then you really need to hire somebody because you can't make the money that mm. you need if you don't hire someone. And, and that ties really quickly into what I call the three D's damaging overhead, diminished opportunity, delayed income mm -hmm. and damaging overhead, whatever you can sell your product or services for, like whatever, let's keep the math simple. Say it's a hundred bucks. Then when you're doing that, what I call redundant work, or we really live in a world of copy and paste. When you're doing that, you're doing it for a hundred bucks an hour because you could be bringing in that money. So you are really heavy damaging overhead where you think, Oh, I'll do it for free. Cause I don't have to pay me. No, no, no. You're damaging overhead. You're delaying your income and then you're diminishing opportunity where we've all showed up somewhere and someone said, oh, I didn't know you did that. I just hired somebody last week for that. Oh my gosh. So yeah, really powerful question, Connie. Yeah. And it's funny because as a business owner, we think, well, my time is my time. I, I'll save money. And it's really oh. true. If your zone of genius is where you can be charging $500 an hour and you're doing a mundane task, like working on your website when you hate every minute of it, you're and losing it. And you're not good at it. Well, that's the other thing, too. It, you're, that's true. So, like, I am not a website person. I am not a marketing. Marketing, sales, two very different things, right? I am not a marketing person. Yeah. So yeah. for me to sit down and write copy to put on my website is painful. It takes me probably five times as long as it takes somebody who's an expert who could do it in 15 minutes. So now I've wasted time. I've I've you know, gotten pissed off because it's like, oh my God, I hate this. So instead of thriving in my zone and you're not good at it, but, but then also Chris, the, the frustration and then it exhausts you. And then that's another whole right spiral of yeah. negative. It, it becomes a negative energy. It's funny that you were saying that. So last year when COVID hit, Chris, you know, I do, I, prior to COVID, I did everything live, live training, live speaking events. Everything was live. COVID hits March 13th. I get emails from all my clients. Everything is stopping. Well, that meant my income was stopping. My husband lost his job. Oh. And I, so we said, like, talk about panic that first day. And I, so I said to my husband, what do we do? Like, what do we do? Now we had money in the bank, so we knew we were okay. Right. But what do we do? Because we didn't know how long COVID was going to last. And I'll tell you, I had a real long conversation with my husband and I had hired a marketing person the October before. And I said, I'm spending all this money rebranding and getting building a membership platform digitizing all of my live stuff right and and my husband said you have to keep moving and i'm like 
we're going to deplete the savings. You got to keep moving because yeah. this isn't going away anytime soon, which obviously we all had the foresight even at the beginning of COVID, but I had to digitize. So I had to keep spending that money, even though there was zero income coming in. So we're fearful. And I get, listen, everybody that's listening, I get that, but we have to use that element of logic to say, but wait a minute, what's my true objective? And you're right. What, what do I want to bring to market? That's going to change and whoever my clients are, right? That's really at the end of the day, my zone of genius. Yeah. And you, you bring up really two powerful points. And one is I ask you guys to really imagine, let's say you, you know, like, listen, a business, you need money coming in. That's it. It, it, Until like when there's no money coming in, it's your community center, right? Yeah. So what I would say is think about this. You have someone, you want to build a house and you know, you are a, a, whatever construction person, uh, whatever capacity you have, whatever the key word is, I don't have the lingo for building house. And you say, all right, I'm going to build this house. Now, even if you could be the electrician, the plumber and all this other stuff, you can't do it at the same time. You can't overlap those trades. So if you're going to build the house yourself, you know, then it's going to take you three or four years, even if you had all the skill set, which you don't, you cannot be as good in all those different things or as sure. efficient. So you're, you, then the plumbing has to be done before this gets done, before that gets done. Or can you build a house in six weeks, sell it, take the money and now build the second house because you're the lead guy coordinating the talents, right? So we, we know that works there. It's just simple math. So that's the same thing with you is whatever you're doing, you need to be doing it more. And in order to do it more, we need to pull you out of the web of admin and get you into the creation stage way more so that you're creating the next thing and having a bigger impact on your audience. And also that lends into what you talk a lot about, Connie, and I think it's hugely important. I am not an expert in sales, but I would tell you that is absolutely last thing you should ever hand over to somebody else. And so creating a win team, a what is next team and, and, you know, leaning into what we call our super toolkits that would give you more and more time to be doing more and more sales, generating more and more sales. Because, you know, people say to you, oh, I don't like sales. I'd like to hire somebody for sales. And you're like, oh my gosh, you can't afford it. And you're still finding your way in your business that's only five, six, seven years old. Nobody's going to represent you like you. Like you have to get out there and get the feedback and figure out what, you know, what people are gravitating to. So I'm all about what you do. And the power of that is you need more time to do it. That's right. And you have to build, you know, it's so funny. You're, you're spot on. People say to me, I hate sales. You, you hate sales because it's just like anything else. You don't know how to do it, but you yes. have, you don't, you just don't know the process, right? It's just like yeah. anything else. But as soon as you learn the process, no one is going to sell as good as you because you know your business. You know yeah. why you built it. You have the passion. You have the integrity. You have the authority, right? You, you just need to know how to art articulated, which could be taught. That could be taught. The passion behind it and your zone of genius, that can't be taught. It would be really like sending somebody else, even like a good friend or cousin to a job interview. No, no, I think I should go. (laughs) I think I really want this job. I should go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What? So now my, after that little tangent that Chris and I went out on, I'm going to ask my other question, which was, so what do you see as the biggest mistake? And maybe we talked about it already that most of uh, the businesses that you help, what, what's that biggest thing with building the team that they kind of, you know, have brain farts with? 
Well, thanks for bringing us back, Connie. Yes, the, one of the biggest mistakes is not understanding what a team is. And a team doesn't mean volume or numbers or how much you pay, all this other stuff, right? So it really is the concept of a team. So I call it your win team, your what is next team. So like I said a little bit earlier, having two big mistakes people make. One is having a, a VA and then dumping stuff off your desk mm -hmm. to get it to the VA's desk and thinking, okay, I've got some clear space in my desk. But that's just really moving piles. What I'm all about is an infrastructure that allows and supports you to be more and more in the creation stage, right? Right now, most entrepreneurs, you know, that are listening, probably your guys are out there doing 80, 90% admin work and you should be doing a good 60% creation, 40% admin. Yeah. And you want your team to be doing that as well, because, a, you know, a, an ocean lifts all a rising tide lifts all ships, right? That's right. So what you want is your team to have creation in their calendar too, not just to be re recycling. You want to be more and more and more more efficient. If something takes 10 steps, you get it down to seven, you get it down to six. So that's one thing is, is it's not just about moving around piles of work. The second biggest mistake people make is there's two parts to this is one, they will hire somebody and they'll real, Oh, this is great. And, and you know, they, this, we got lucky. This is really great. It's really not about luck. There's a process to hiring and onboarding and all that stuff. So then they go, Oh, we love Jane. She's awesome. So then they take whatever Jane's good at. Maybe she starts as a VA and then they go, let's get her doing some social media because she's so good at this other stuff. And then they start expanding her and diluting her skill set in different areas. Or even let's say they hired Jane for social media. Is that doing the backdoor stuff or is that doing the graphic? Is that doing posts, which I don't think you should ever have somebody do, but that's another story. So then you're like, well, what part of that is? So what often is they use too large of an umbrella <laughs> and then they think, oh, well, that failed. I had the wrong person or maybe I didn't pay enough or maybe I don't do this. So my big passion for everything that I do is it breaks my heart when I see you guys out there running around chasing the wrong thing, looking for the wrong solution in the wrong place. Like, ah, mm. oh, this doesn't work. I hired three people. Well, what did you hire them for? And how were they onboarded? And how were they trained? And, and when you do that, it's really super simple and re repeatable. I will tell you, my VA that I had, she was my first VA. She was with me for almost eight years. And then wow. for a number of reasons, she moved on. And we were in the middle of our first launch for the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. And we, she left and we hired somebody new within a week. And she, Ruby was up to 80% capacity. And it was fine in the middle of a very chaotic, chaotic week. So that's the thing is we had what we call our super toolkits in play. Yeah. So nothing, there's no hiccups, no hiccups. Where too many people are sort of like, a 1950s doctor where Ethel, the receptionist is like their, you know, work wife and they're running around. Oh, she takes care of me. And then they go hysterical when that person leaves because they're, they're I spoke to someone just yesterday and he said, well, I, I thought I had a team. I have a VA and she's been with me a number of years and she's leaving and I'm just heartbroken. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, then that's the tail wagging the dog. You don't have a business. If you have Ethel, I call it Ethel syndrome, like Ethel knows where, because <laughs> I call it like a coffee shop. Where's the filters? Oh, Ethel knows, right? <laughs> so, so you've got an Ethel that's now leaving you like a wife and you're at a loss, right? So that's a big it. mistake people make. And I, I got a text not too long ago, big emoji crying eyes. And she said, my VA is leaving. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm the company. I don't know where to start. I don't even know what to do. Well, okay. That's, that's, that's a big problem. 
You are funny. I love the Ethel syndrome. I can't get that out of my head now, Chris. You're hilarious. So what is, and, and th- those were two, I mean, there were multiple layers to those two uh, pieces of the puzzle. But it, again, I said it before, sometimes business owners, right? We can't get out of our own way yeah, yeah. to see the forest from the trees. So we need people like you to like slap us around and go, wait, stop it. Stop it. Think logically. This is, this is what you need to do next. It's so yeah. funny. And, and something else you said about, Oh my gosh, I'm losing this person. Or, oh, I hired this VA and they weren't good. And I have to hire another VA and I, yeah. they're not good. And you go through that, that chain of they're not good because you're not, you're either not hiring the right person. So you don't have the right outline or you're not truly training the person to do what you need them to do. So that revolving door is going to continue. And I see that a lot with sales teams. They say, oh, we got to fire that one too. They, they, they weren't able to do what they, they needed to do. And I think, did you teach them? the specifics of the culture here? Did you teach them the products and services so that they could articulate the benefits? Did you coach them on what you actually want them to do? Right? So we have to take some ownership too of like that onboarding process. People don't walk in and have ESP with you and say, Oh, I know what Chris needs. Oh, I know what Connie needs. It doesn't work that way. Right? We have to be able to onboard and tell people, this is exactly what I need you to do. I hired you because this is your zone of genius, but Hey, here's our process. Here's the expectations. Here's the boundaries, whatever it is. Yeah. And for so many entrepreneurs, you guys might agree with me out there is that systems, I call them saving yourself stress, time, energy, and money. They Mm. sound very boring and limiting. And what's happening is you're thinking back from when you were an employee of a corporate mindset and Mm. they were boring and limiting because they were really based on covering liability. But (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur, the ones, you know, our, our group, coaching clients really love what we call our super toolkits and they're meant to be really efficient and easy and so that a business is not run on memory. I mean, if you worked with me for one day, you'll hear that a business is not run on memory. So you run out and you think, oh, I know these steps, but then maybe you haven't done it in six weeks or you do this or you're doing something else or you're busy because a phone call came in. So you want to be able to look at stuff really quickly and just go boom, 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 boom. I mean, nobody hands somebody at FedEx in Oregon to get to a Chicago hospital for a transplant and says, you've got the address, right? Let's, Mm. I mean, they don't do that, right? So even before I hopped on this call, I have a quick little checklist. And, you know, when anything happens, then I can always add to that list and it grows really quickly. So case in point, I just have a couple of things, make sure I got water, make sure my phone is off, make sure this boom, boom, boom. Well, then I recently moved and now I'm hardwired into my computer and one day somebody said, oh, you're cutting in now. And I'm like, oh, my Wi-Fi is still on, not the hardwire. Okay, so that's on my list. Make sure my hardwire, you know, you just go through really quickly. So what happens is you can turn and constantly add and grow really, really super quick. You know, and and also, you know, as I tell you this, I want to take it back to one of your early questions because it's so important. You said, what about if you can't afford a, a, any kind of help? And how this all started for me was, you know, back, I I went virtual long before anybody else. Like even when I had businesses that were five minutes away from me, I started meeting with people on Skype because I thought, oh, you don't have to drive there and say, hey, how was your kid? You just move really quickly. You could have eight appointments in a day instead of four, right? Yes. I love, I love Zoom for that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing this like eight years ago, but what happened was um, even when all my clients were local, what happened was I would be in a, a meeting as a marketing strategist and, and I would be sitting there and I would be making notes and stuff and all this stuff. 
and I would get back to my office with the potential client notes and doing everything. And I would, oh, hand to God, I would promise, by, I would put these notes right in the computer right away. Well, 80% of the time what happened if I was lucky, I got those notes on Friday afternoon into the computer. Often it wasn't until the next Friday. So if this potential client called, I got the opportunity to be one of two people. One, I'm scrambling and they can tell because I'm trying to read these notes that were meant for 20 minutes. Or two, I might misquote them. And as I misquote them, it looks like I'm trying to swindle them. It's like, no, I just got bad notes, which, hey, everyone wants to start working with somebody that's disorganized and has bad notes, right? Absolutely. Then I said, okay, something's got to give. So I hired a transcriptionist. And now at the time, oh my gosh, now there's so many platforms you could pay and you don't even need to hire someone. But I hired someone and some weeks I needed her for hours of appointments and some weeks I needed her for none. And the weeks that I needed her for none, great. The weeks I needed her for a lot of appointments, I spent like $12 because she only did that. She had like 10 clients. She only did that. She was really fast. And so, you know, it was crazy. I would just leave the meeting, sit in the driveway, talk for a whole second, blah, 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 or a whole minute, a few seconds, do, 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 here we go, email it to her, and she put it right into the computer, right into the computer. And that cost me 12 bucks. That gave me all the Friday afternoon back. And then, of course, it didn't, I didn't lose any business because I wasn't running around, you know, rappling at bad pieces of paper. So, you know, I, I didn't think I could afford it back then, but it was 12 bucks. And it really freed me up. So I, I do challenge you, reach out to me, connect with me, tell me how you can't afford it. Now I'll solve that problem for you. Yeah. And it's yeah. so funny because now there's so many transcription services. I, I have Podscribe, um, brilliant service. Not only do they immediately upload my podcast so I could take that and reuse that content, right? I'm going to publish a book and it's going to be from the, the, the pop- podcast, right? And I want to spotlight all of my guests and all of those things. So it'd be really a nice work, right? Piece of work. Yeah. And it's all transcribed ready and they they also take all my zoom so i can take all my zoom meetings all my um when i do my training and again it uploads the transcription i could go in and and pull out the content i need done for me easy peasy if i need it copy and paste it put it in a different file so there's so many different resources now it's ridiculous and it's it's affordable this example I gave you is actually outdated and even being outdated, it was highly effective and cost oh. me like 12 bucks. Yeah. Cause it's I still effective meetings and she could do it in like a crazy amount of time and cost me like $12. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. What's the biggest myth about team building that you hear or that you see with your clients? One of the biggest myths is they think, Oh, I am so busy as an entrepreneur. I have all this stuff I want to do. I don't have time to manage a team. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is just a team that's set up poorly. And most people are doing that. They're trying, now they have to manage the team. When done correctly, the way we do it is the team really then manages you, right? So that it, it just lifts you up and then they take care of and protect you when the right things are in play. So the biggest myth is, oh, I barely have time to do this myself. I don't have time to manage a parent, other people. And it's just quicker if I do it myself. So that, that is a wonderful way to stay broke. Stay broke and stay underwater the entire time. You know, it's like the old saying, um, if I go out and I fish for you so I can feed you versus teaching you how to fish so that you can fish yourself if something happens to me. It's the same concept here, right? You're yeah. going to, you're going to drown with, if you don't learn how to delegate and share responsibility, you're going to drown. There's just not enough hours in a day for us to accomplish, for us to accomplish our own crap that we, that we as the business owner really do need to get done. So it's, yeah, it, it's an, it's a, it's a slippery slope, right? Chris, it's a slippery yeah. slope. 
It really is. And the word delegate, I mean, it's really not even about that. What happens is most people just aren't aware of, you know, I really believe we live in a copy and paste world and, and there's so much pre and post production. So, you know, I, I had a client that uh, she was an interior designer and she's like, Chris, you don't understand. I go in, I see the room. I just, it's in my head. I see stuff. I move around that can't be delegated. You, you don't get me right. Okay, fine. So we looked at her meetings each, every time she went home, it was about two hours and we broke it down and all of a sudden we realized a lot of things that she went and did when she was at the home didn't have to be done there. There was some pre and post work, some admin work, copy and paste. And so we worked with her and then what happened was we were able to get her appointments down to 45 minutes and then all the pre and post work was done administratively. So, oh my gosh, so now she just stacks her morning appointments and now in the afternoons, oh my gosh, she's on podcasts, she's on really big speaking stages, you know, she's writing a book, she's doing all these things that she had big dreams for, but said, no, my industry is different, it can't be done that way. Fascinating. That was, that's a great story because honestly, I would think if I'm an interior design, I need to be in the space to yes. feel the creative energy to get to know the client. But really, you can do that. There's a lot of administrative with that. And then there's, yeah, what you need to know about the space that you're creating. So that's fascinating. She, she would argue that she did it better because then she was full on focused on that when she went in. And so, I mean, as one person that said on LinkedIn just recently, and she said, Chris, you, you saved my life because she was just working so hard and doing this for so many years. And now, of course, you're living in this place where, you know, most of my clients, my coaching clients tell me that within the first month of working with me, they get 25 hours back a week. And conservatively, we save them 50,000 a year because that's just wasted money that you don't know you're you, like you're not getting out of sales call you're leaving money on the table you're missing opportunities so yeah it's it's getting that 25 hours back a week that then opens you up to really spreading your wings and being that entrepreneur entrepreneur with all those really wonderful ambitions and making your ambitions come alive getting your ideas to execution yeah yeah time is money time is yeah. money right how yeah. can a team accelerate their business well, it's like everything. I mean, do you want to be in a rowboat with one person or do you want to be, you know, like I, you know, I forget what the technical technical term is, but you know, when they have them at like a uh, Harvard and stuff, that guy at the front of the boat whistling and then everybody else is rowing, right? I want that job. So, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> the leader. <laughs> yeah. I have to get up early, but I get a free ride. Yeah. Um, so what I would say to you is like, who, who do you want to be? Like, it's really about being an entrepreneur. It's really about a freedom lifestyle. It's really about pivoting on a really great idea and say, oh, we're going to do this next. It's just awesome. So it just accelerates everything. It's about ideas to execution. That's all you need. Ideas to execution is what any business in the world is built on, whether it's Apple or whether it's anything, right. you know, it's ideas to execution, it's big, small, medium, large, whatever business you are in, ideas to execution. And that gets bogged down with the busyness yeah. and what we call the web of admins. Yeah. Yeah. It really, there's so, yeah, I, it's really true. There is so many administrative things that need to get done, but it is what it is, but now we can outsource them. Last question. Everybody's saying, okay, okay. So I need to hire people. Okay. I'll be able to make more money, but really, really break it down for me. How much does it cost for me to build a team? Wow. Okay. So I would tell you, oh, 
it, it depends on what you're doing, but you can get, I mean, part of our group coaching clients, when we start off and we're, we break it down, we identify what your needs are. We want to relief, give you some pain relief on all that's wearing you down with your work week. And often we will start with a VA and, um, we, we interview, we put out the job post, we interview, we do two, three steps to our interviewing process before we present them to a coaching client. And nine times out of 10, you're looking at five, six bucks an hour for a really highly talented, skilled virtual assistant. If you know what you're looking for. Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's very affordable. And I know a number of businesses I've worked with too, where, what happens is you don't understand that whatever your zone of genius is. So let's say yours, yours is sales. So you're all about the sales and then you get one client and two clients and four clients. Well then, then you try to keep up with that growth and you somehow magically think the infrastructure or the support or the team is just going to fall into natural play when you're over here, just because your, your client base is expanding doesn't mean anything else is growing with it. Right. right. It's almost like thinking, that you're in a house and the more children you have, the more space there'll be like, Oh, I had another baby. So there'll just be another bedroom built on. Like it just doesn't grow like that. That's right. So what happens is a lot of people will tell me that then they start their business grew and they didn't know what to do. So they really are starting to use vendors like, okay, I'm sending, I, I, I really want to get a podcast out. So now I've got a podcast management company doing this. So I've got something else doing that. And so they're, they have vendors instead of doing it in house and that gets really expensive, yeah. right? So I've, I've helped people where we've got rid of a vendor and then gave them somebody and a virtual assistant and somebody else to do, and they just could not believe the amount of money that they were saving because the business was growing. They were making more money, but they were not making significant enough profits. The profits were remaining the same and the business was growing and they were working harder and harder. And and that's the kind of clients I work with. You know, you're the person that says, Oh my gosh, I'm pretty organized. I'm a go-to person for most people in my life. I get stuff done. So then you're under the false sense of, well, there must just be too much stuff to do because I can't keep up with it. And I'm usually the last stop for everybody else. That's right. And so then you think I'll just go harder and put my head down and beat my chest and be proud that how hard I'm working. And, and that's, that's the problem is you're, you are totally chasing the wrong thing. Yeah. And you know what it comes down to? Penny wise, dollar foolish. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. hiring, you're building your business, you're growing, you're thinking, great, great, I can hire somebody now. So you're just randomly hiring these vendors instead of bringing someone in who will know your yeah. business specifically, know your vibe, know what your temp, your, uh, like for my YouTube, right? I have a uh, thumbnail, right? They'll know what the vibe you want for that thumbnail. And then they just keep building and building and building because they know you, they know the business, they become part of the team. That's the team piece, not just one off vendors. I love that, Chris. That's so important. Yeah. For my podcast, when they are the win the day podcast, where we discuss general businesses, anything from social media to sales, I had a pretty influential person call me last week and forgive me podcast managers, please. But he had called around and got a lot of prices and they were very rather expensive. And he, he said, I don't really know what I'm doing yet, Chris, but he said, I saw all your stuff online. You've got like 900 five-star reviews. You've got all these amazing things happening, man, you got it together. Who is doing yours? I want to work with them. I said, well, that's us. We're just, we do it in house. And he's like, Oh my gosh, well, I don't want to run a whole team. I said, well, Ruby does it. And it takes her about, I don't know, six to eight hours a week to do it. So that means it's like 90 bucks. And he's like, 
oh, what the, so he's always willing to pay top dollar with whatever company you're using. And so we're doing it at a fraction of the cost that, you know, everybody else is. And apparently we're getting bigger results. So that's where I keep telling people it's not about, oh, I can't afford it. It's you can't afford not to. You're wasting money otherwise. It's really true. Penny wise, dollar foolish, right? That old yeah. saying. Hey, guys, of course, we're out of time. But Chris is being so lovely and generous, and she has free gifts for us. So go to, and I, of course, I'll put this on the show notes, but go to free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com, free gift from Chris.com, and there's some free stuff there for you. If you'd yes. like, if you, Let go me, ahead. Just yep, that go ahead. Join, yeah. This week, we're putting out something really special because we get co-op students from high school that come in very talented, very tech-savvy. We get about two, four, six, eight, I'd say about 1,200 hours of free labor every year from really high-skilled, talented youth. And uh, so we did a whole thing, a whole manual, the secrets to getting 200 hours of free labor um, from your, your local school schools. And I'm telling you, these kids in grade 12, man, they were born with a cell phone in their pocket. So in their pocket in their hand, they weren't born with wearing pants. But anyhow, I digress. <laughs> I say they come out of the womb with a cell phone in hand. Yeah. They came out of the womb with a business suit on. <laughs> You're right. And then then check that out. And then the the website, again, I'll post it, is winthehourwintheday.com. And please check out her podcast, which is Win Win the Day Podcast, right? Win the Hour, Win the Day Podcast. Win the Hour, Win the Day Podcast. I was on her show. So, of course, you have to check it out. So, again, winthehourwintheday.com for the website and free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. And really uh, subscribe to the uh, her podcast because Chris is amazing, has amazing guests. And you see the the depth of the information that she provides. So, check out her podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day. Chris, you are a delight. Thank you so much uh, for being on. Always fun hanging out with you. I feel like we cover so much in like this, this, it's like a time warp whoosh. And we, we go through all of this great information. So thank you. Thank you for being on and, and just being a true delight. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy you're in my life. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. Yeah. Really, really happy to meet, happy to know you. Uh, and don't forget, go to my website, WhitmanAssos.com. And there's a bunch of free resources there for you as well as it relates to sales and the process and all those cool things. And my book is there and anything you need to know about Connie Whitman. WhitmanAssos.com has it. Um, thank you again, Chris, for coming on. And I hope everyone will continue to join us weekly as we question, build, and discover together that becoming that heart-centered sales leader or just heart-centered leader can easily help you grow, allowing you to embrace sales, embrace team building, embrace your leadership skills, and realize that shifting that mindset's probably easier than you think because you already are that heart-centered person. Thanks for tuning in to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast with me, your host your host, and Heart-Centered Sales Leader, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I really wish you all a wonderful week. Open your minds to the client relationships that are possible as you become that Heart-Centered Sales Leader you're destined to be. I'm truly excited and honored to have you on this journey with me, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. 
And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.